All right, folks. Hello. Good evening. Good afternoon. Good morning. Good day and good night. And whenever you're listening to this, just a little bit, a little message to put out there, a little 1 a.m. message. I'm sitting in my truck, sitting in my vehicle. I just had a great God-given conversation with one of my my uh, my longtime friends that I haven't had a conversation with in a while. So that's pretty cool. It's a great opportunity for me to be hit with the reality of how important interaction is. And I feel like we as people and myself very much included don't realize this a lot of the times and avoid interactions or avoid going into situations that we are going to force to be interacted with and uh, stay in our comfort zones or whatever it may be. Oh, I'm not in the mood to talk today. Like I pull that card probably three days a week, like, you know, and I'm one of the most talkative people that I personally know. But sometimes I put myself in a box, you know, this world's always trying to get you to fit in a box. Oh, do you fit the build for, for being, for being the guy who's, all right, let me, let me get straight here. Do you fit, do you fit the build for being the guy that everyone wants to be? Do you fit the build for being the guy that everyone wants to be? Do you fit the build for being the girl that everyone wants to be? And here's the thing. Everyone doesn't want you to be anything. It's a bunch of BS opinions put in and inflicted out by the world because that's what the world does. The world pulls some bull. It's pulling bogus. So we can't live within the confines of the world and expect to be having a blessed life because the product of a best, a blessed life comes from the one who gives blessings, of course, right? We as people have a great opportunity on this earth to transmit blessings, and that is a great thing to do. But every person on this earth has been afforded life. Like, we've been afforded life out here, folks. So if we aren't doing it, if we aren't living it in a way that is of utmost value, then we're wasting some time you know we're wasting our moment we're wasting our day we're wasting years we're wasting whatever it may be even today and the reason i present this right now is because i've been heavily affected in kind of shying away from interacting with people and that's not who i am folks don't be going into the box that the world's trying to make for you the world's trying to put you in a box so you don't succeed past what you were meant to succeed no my bad so you don't succeed past what the world wants you to do the world's trying to put people in bondage like you see with the rap industry, even who's willing to sell out, who's willing to like, who's willing to sell their soul for a wristwatch type stuff is the people that are going big. And the inter- I shouldn't have just said the rap industry. I should say the entertainment industry as a whole, Hollywood, who's trying to sell out to my ideology to become famous. Like, no, I'm not trying to live under some freaking sexually oriented, weird guys going down. They got all kinds of sexual stuff going down up in Hollywood. Let's put them on blast quick. We'll see what the Lord does with this, but it's blessed podcast in Jesus' name. But uh, And Jesus is the true son of God who gives you life, who allows you to bless other people through the life source, you know? And every person, here's the thing, every person has the life source within them, right? It's just a matter of fact of whether you receive to live within it. And if you receive to live within the life source, you've been reconciled to God, and you actually have a relationship with the one who created this whole entire universe which it sounds ridiculous to those of my friends who are not yet saved and to those of my my soon-to-be allies within our great Lord Jesus, but it is the absolute truth. I would not have, I would not be sober one year, praise the Lord. I would not be sober one year if it weren't for God totally doing a 180 up inside of me. And his spirit, let me define this too. Spirit literally means the encapsulation. One person's spirit is the encapsulation of who they are. Everything that makes up Jedediah the person, everything that makes up Jed the person, the encapsulation of me that you can't see, you see my body, you see my 6'4 lengthy body, 
but you don't see who I am as a person. You just get to see who I am as a person based how I interact, based how I stay true to my word, what I do, what I don't do, and all that kind of stuff. You gauge who I am as a person based on what I do. So that's why action is so important, right? But my spirit within me is actually is actually what has been made new to Jesus. The spirit of God has literally been dispensed through his son Jesus into me. It sounds absolutely ridiculous to my friends and, and folks on here who are not yet saved, right? And trust me. I thought the same thing. I literally would think the same thing. I was never consider myself one to be having faith like that, or I've never been a religious type of person, you know? I've never been even a super practical type of person. If you know me, I'm a fairly radical person. I'm always seeking out, why should I be doing this? Like, what's the point of doing this? Like, I know you know those people in school, like, what am I doing math for? Like, a lot of people probably feel like that. This is a lot of high school kids, and this is why Jesus says, enter the kingdom of heaven as a child. What does a child do? A child is constantly questioning everything. A child is very obedient to their parent, too. They're very obedient to their parent. Of course, they stray away, and they cry, and they have these fits, but children are very pure in how they feel. They go about in in a very honest, genuine way in how they view a situation. Excuse me, quick little burp there. Let's get that one up and out of the way. Back to the game. It's, it's game time, folks. It's not even a game. I shouldn't be using the word game time, but it's battle time. It's literally a battle, and I've, I've been uh, slipping a lot lately, and I've, I've got battles. And when I get up inside my house again, I'll have more battles. On, you know, it's just the way it is out here. We're faced with battles every day, and essentially the question I'm trying to get you to answer here is how are you going to fight your battles? Are you going to fight yourself the battles by yourself, or are you going to give your battles up to the creator of this universe? which you can come to through his son, Jesus, who he's freely given to you. It's not like you have to receive something that's religious or release some, receive something that's stupid or ignorant or blasphemous. Like, no, you're receiving a free gift that allows you to be linked up with the God of all creation. This ain't no joke. This is no game. This is no, oh, just believe Jed's ideology because he wants you to. I don't want you to believe what I say because I say it. Like, I don't care if you believe what I say. I do care, however, if you actually try to seek the truth and if you try to do what's best. Because if someone really tries to do what's best for themselves or other people, they're going to continue to seek, as Jesus said, ask and the door shall be opened. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door, or knock and the door will be opened unto you. And if you continue to seek, you will find. And that's genuine seeking, of course. That's not half-ass seeking. That's not... BS seeking. That's not fake seeking. That's not seeking within the confines of the world. Like, oh, I worked this. De- I worked this job for three years. You know, I don't know what my teacher told me this going on. Like, no, don't don't seek for an answer that you're not. Don't seek within something in a worldly way. And what I mean by that is, don't seek in a way that you will accept an answer that the world gives you. Don't just accept like. Oh, that really worked. I just got I just got this to happen. Like, no, seek until you figure out why we're on this earth. Why are human beings living on this earth? We're meant we're sent here as as children of God. We're messengers of the creator of the universe to transmit a message to other people. So the importance of communication is so, so important. It's so significant in my daily life, much more significant than I even probably realize at this point. But I, I need to put this out here because I'm feeling irked too. I'm feeling urged to by the Holy Spirit. Urged. That's always been a strange word to me. I don't know why I just use that word, but I'm flowing in the Spirit. You hear me? I'm just flowing. I don't go on no. I don't go on a script, folks. 
I might have written up I've written up notes and some scriptures maybe for like four out of these four or five of these podcasts out of the 20 21 of them but guess what the spirit of the Lord guides me and what is the spirit again the spirit is the encapsulation of who someone is so the spirit of the Lord lives within me and has made my spirit likened to his so my spirit my spirit is exposed to the Lord's spirit and his spirit's exposed to mine in an intimate way that they are co-mingling. They're a partnership. Think of it as a, a DNA strand. If you folks know what a DNA strand looks like, it's, it's overlapping. It's connected. It's facilitating direction and energy. It's encoding information and passing on instruction to other parts of the body. And that's what the spirit of the Lord does to those who receive his son, Jesus, in true belief. Now, don't get me wrong. You can fool yourself into thinking things. And you can try to do this all day long until you're blue in the face. Like Cruffalo Dollar says, you can sing every religious song on the aisle. You can pray this many times a day. You can do all these rituals. But guess what? If you're not having a relationship with the true son of God, you're not going to get to God. You're not going to get to that life source. And I refer to God as the life source because he is the life source. He is the life source and he gives us the life source. So the importance of, communica of communication is to see other people's how other people's lives are unfolding and how you can be there to help and how they can help you too. It's such a mutualistic way that to me that relationships were meant to be. And of course on this earth where there's, there really is demonic activity, meaning there's spiritual beings that are literally going around causing disturbances. Like murder doesn't happen because someone desired to murder. It happens because a thought was brought to that person or over a period of time, they've performed habits and different functions that have led them to be exposed to certain types of demonic spiritual activity that has elicited them to commit such a heinous act because they were deceit. It's deception. It's not a true desire. Same with mind alteration, folks. You desire to feel something different. Well, guess what? We all do. We all do because we're not meant to be suffering on this earth without a relationship with our creator. So we all lust at times after things, and we all yearn to do other things that are external from us. But that comes in with the importance of being true to yourself. And when you're interacting with good people and when you're interacting with godly people and when people are checking you and calling you out on things and you're reading the word of God and you're seeing the truth and you're continuing to seek the truth, Jesus said, seeking you shall find. That's a pivotal scripture in this podcast. Seeking you shall find. Is, um, that's the importance of communication, folks. You seek and you shall find. Depends what's going on in this interaction, of course, but it's circumstantial. What are you trying to do within an interaction? You're usually trying to reach an objective. Like, that's, that's, okay, this is a great segue by God through me. This is great. This is not my doing. Glory to God, genuinely. For people who understand this, I praise the Lord for you. And for people who don't understand this, I praise the Lord for you too, because you have life on this earth. So anyway, usually we, we it's, it's more of like an attack. That honestly is how it is. We approach it like it's some sort of system. Like, we go interact with someone when we pass through like a metal detector, I was thinking of Six Flags. I just went to Six Flags for the first time in a few years. Shout out to my grandma and my mom and everyone else, every godly force that made that happen in my life. Thank God. Shout out to my sister. Uh, God bless. God bless them in Jesus' name. But uh, you got to bless people when you think of it, when you can, when the Lord brings it to you. But anyway, even in thought and prayer, it, it matters. What you're putting out is transmittable. That's why interactions are so important is because they're transmittable. They transfer to people. Me interacting with my friend, I see his perspective more. I feel, I, I can kind of feel in a way what he's feeling, you know. I can gauge it in a type of way that I wouldn't have been able to, I can gauge him, I meant to say. I'm fired up out here. You guys know how I get when I get in the spirit on these. I get rolling because Lord, the Lord puts it in me. We all have different gifts. 
One of my gifts is communication. One of your gifts may be diversity. One of your gifts may be creativity. One of your gifts may be leadership. One of your gifts may be just a, even a skill, really good at basketball, really good at math, really good at constru constructing a plan to figure something out. Whatever your, your gift may be, don't get me wrong, any human being on this earth has a gift. And that's not a joke. And that's not a lie because God did not create people inherently to fail. He did not make people to be some useless vessel for for wasting away. No, that's not what human, that we're spirit beings. And the reason I say that, and the reason I know that's true, is because just look at death, people. Moment of silence for that. Take a step back and just look at what death is. Right, so rain drizzle as we think about what death really is. Now I'm going to tell you what I believe God has led me to, to see what death is. Death is literally the departure from the earth, obviously, right? But the, here's the thing about death. You see the physical body still here. And that's when I hear the phrases, YOLO, you only live once. I agree with it to an extent, but to another extent, I despise it. So here's the extent I agree. You, you're, you live once here. You only live once here, in this earth, on this earth, in whatever dwellings or houses or cars or streets or hotels or wherever you go about, wherever you live, here you live once on this earth but your spirit which is within you which like i said earlier your spirit is the encapsulation of who you are that's what the spirit of a person is it's the encapsulation of who they are and your spirit goes out of your body when you die the encapsulation of who you are is not within you anymore it departs it goes somewhere else your body lays here on this earth and will rot like isn't that a strange thing like, that's how, I, that's how we, I shouldn't even say I, that's how we as people know there is something else. What happens after death? Even the, even the people who are very anti-God, guess what? No one on this earth can exactly say what happens after death. Because we're not in it. It's a different life. It's a different system. And I know I've been likened to be able to receive the one who has a say over life and death. And... You know, that might make you mad. That might make you upset. That might make you like, what is this dude saying? Like, why is he saying this? But I hope to God you seek the truth because seek and you will find. Even if what you think I'm saying is not the truth, you know what? That's fine. That's honestly fine. But if it, if me saying this, you don't believe this, continue to seek the truth. Don't let something I said stop you from seeking the truth. And I do apologize if that's the case, if something I said elicited a negative thought or something within you. Because... We have an enemy out here. Spiritual enemies are always working against us, working to twist my words, to twist your words, to twist my actions, to twist the actions of the world, you know? So, oh my gosh, there's so much going down on this earth, folks. I wish I could. I can. I shouldn't say wish. Wish is like, when I use the word wish, I, it's like almost, it's wanting to do something that you just won't do, basically, or wanting to do something that you can't do. It's, it's, a, it's an idle word, wish. I wish I could do that. I wish I could go to Six Flags. I wish I could go travel the world. Well, guess what? Make it happen. You can. You can do these things. Don't just wish for things. Same for me. I'm freely talking openly. The topic could be whatever I want it to be, folks, and that's the beauty of God flowing through me. It could be anything within the kingdom of God. And even like that, God's not just some some bond servant to you. Like, you're not someone who just holds you, like, bond servant, meaning in this case, I was literally thinking of physical, like, you need to pay a bond to get out of the jail. Like, you're not just held there until you pay this fee. Like, no, God lets you be yourself. Be yourself. That's who God most dearly appreciates is your true self. Of course, he gets disappointed when you go away from him. 
what I mean, wouldn't your girlfriend be sad when you choose to when you constantly choose to spend time with yourself or with other people apart from her? Of course you would. Would your mom be disappointed when she doesn't get to if you have a good relationship with your mom or your, or your father or your cousin, someone you're close with in your life and your family or friends? Would they be not disappointed when you leave them, when you when you don't interact with them, when you don't communicate with them? The importance of communication, folks, it keeps people connected. That's what communication does. It literally keeps people connected. And uh, that's a great scripture from Proverbs. There is the power of life and death in the tongue. Now, what does that mean? There's power of life and death in the tongue. The power of the tongue, meaning speech, because your tongue doesn't move unless you move it around in your mouth. That doesn't mean you're saying words. So God's not just talking about your tongue being some powerful vessel. Like, no, he's talking about when you open up your mouth, your vocal cords transmit sound out of your mouth, past your teeth and your tongues, you're projecting something out. You're speaking something out. The power of speech, folks. Communication, literally, verbal communication has the power of life and death within it. Because you can speak things over yourself in such a way that you cause yourself to be trapped in a way. And you can speak things over yourself and others in such a way that causes yourself to be freed and live in blessing and peace and prosper um, and send forth good fruit to be had in its due season, you know? So with that, that's why communication, that's why within the power of speech, that communication withholds the power of life and death. Because without communication, without speaking and Without speaking faith and belief over an interaction, there's there's that power of life and death. Why? Because that's the way God set it up. And you see it come to be true, too. Like when someone constantly is speaking negative things and speaking bad things, you see it affects the situation. It affects the feeling and the, the vibe, the atmosphere, the overall surroundings of the environment. Someone just talking crap, you know, gossiping, whatever they may be doing. You see it brings down the morale of or if other people are giving into it, that's even worse because that's a deceptive trap that leads you nowhere but, but random despair. It's not random, actually. It's calculated. You know, the demons and the chief of demons, the devil, has a plan, has a plan to literally destroy your soul, which destroy your soul meaning keep it from the true source of life. And uh, that's, what it, that's, what it, that's what it is out here. And we kind of have this idea within society to find our purpose. Well, guess what? If you really think that's true, I think that could be used as a tool by God as well. If you're truly seeking what your actual purpose is, you're going to find God. You're going to find the truth if you're truly seeking it. But if you're just seeking it to kind of fulfill what you believe, or if you're just seeking it to fulfill what you think you believe or what you want to believe, I mean, that could even be the same. That could be the same said for me too. Like if I'm just seeking what I want to be instead of what God wants me to be, or instead of what I believe the truth to be, like if you think you're if you think you're living in the truth but you're actually living a lie, keep seeking the truth because if you keep noticing things happening to you, you're hurting your physical body, you're breaking bones. I mean, your family is still in turmoil. Like there's different problems always arising within dissension, division, things that shouldn't be happening. Keep seeking the truth, and that's why every person who is likened to Jesus, who has the spirit of Jesus within them, must always continue to seek the truth too, because there's always different battles and stuff coming up. So no one's ever, no one's ever, uh, no one should ever be content in just staying where they are. Because when you become content, that's when, that's when mediocrity sets in. And mediocrity 
steals the, the, the blessings and the purposes of people. So keep seeking the truth, folks. Seek it through the truth of interaction. Seek it through the truth of prayer. Seek it through the truth of reading the Bible. Try reading the Bible. If you never read the Bible, pop open a random page. Like, if, if this is what Jed's saying, I bless this, this word because power of life and death in the tongue, folks. I bless this word that I'm saying from God to transmit to you that whatever you open up in your Bible, if you open it up for the first time today, if you open it up for the second time today, if you open it up today, whenever you're listening to this, he's going to speak to you in such a way that's going to compel you to give your life to him or to pull you up out of sin or give you something revelational. In Jesus' name, I pray that over you because I'm not just on here doing this for no reason. I'm not doing this so I can act like I'm a good person or I'm not doing this to act like my way is the right way. Guess what? My way is not the right way. That's why I had to come to the one who gave me the right way. He gets a gift, folks. Like, the Lord didn't doesn't make us all righteous. We all don't just get to seek our own truth. Like, as my grandma once said to me, your truth could be a complete lie. Your truth could literally be a complete lie. Like, that's very true. So the truth of the one who created this world is the only truth. And anything within him shall stand. And just like the physical body does when a person dies, um, anything apart from God will rot away in the end. Because Jesus is coming back to this earth, folks. And he's coming back to Jerusalem. And he's coming back as Yeshua the Savior, Messiah of all. So he's coming back to Israel. He's coming back to Jerusalem. Don't know when that'll be. But I've got a feeling it's going to be within my lifetime. Don't know. I can't speculate. I, I like to speculate. Human beings, we like to speculate. I almost just said a number, too, that I thought. But I, I'll put it at that. I believe it will be in my lifetime. And if it's not, oh, well, human ways are wrong, you know? It's a projection that I can only make on my own because God says, no man knows the day or the hour. Jesus said it himself. No man knows the day or the hour. Only the Father in heaven knows. Only God, the creator of all this, all the stuff we see and don't see, creator of all, only he knows the truth. Only he knows... Well, we, we do know the truth through through being uh, reconciled to him and being actual friends of God, which is exciting through his son, Jesus. He's given us he's given us an acceptable, like, electrical line to the truth. I'll, I'll use that practical representation. We literally have an, an, electric, an electric current flowing from us to God, and that's the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is by which God does his work because he's a spirit being. Just as people, we're spirit beings. We live in a physical body. But the encapsulation of who a person is, is in that body. You don't see it. You don't see, uh, I mean, what do you see? You see tall, you see short, you see fat, you see large, you see small, you see skinny, you see fit, you see jacked, you see muscular, you see toned. You know, you see people who look like they live a certain life, type of lifestyle, cement finishers, wrestlers, boxers, office workers, construction workers, whatever it may be, bus drivers. I mean, you see it all. But... Either way, that is not that is something that someone does, but the encapsulation of who they are lives with inside of them. Like, I don't see creative. I don't see smart. I can assume that, and I can make a projection based off what I see, but guess what? That's exactly what it is. It's a projection. It's a speculation. It doesn't mean it's true. You don't know the person. Are they good at math? You don't know that. You have to have an interaction with them. The importance of interaction, people. The importance of communicating. Communicating, I said. <laughs> Communication, though, the actual importance of communication is the main point I feel like I'm trying to drive home tonight, that God's trying to drive home tonight, is communication sustains life. The interaction between God's creation and us people as a whole, it sustains life. 
because without communication, without interaction, we just have ourselves. We have our own opinions to go off of. And as you and I know, as I was talking to a friend tonight, like, why does literally something so dis- disturbing pop into my head randomly? Like, like when, especially when you're by yourself, like, why did pornography just pop into my head? That's Satan has a plan, too. But he doesn't know the future. I'm like, God, thank God that he's got Jesus coming back to the earth, to Jerusalem. Thank God he's not coming back to New York, wherever you think he's coming back from. Jesus lived in Israel on earth. That's where he's coming back to. The whole world's going to know. Don't, don't get me wrong on that. Everyone's going to know. But we'll see what goes down. We'll see what goes down one way or another. So, because everyone listening to this podcast shall be saved in Yeshua's name. I, I declare that right now, actually. I declare that. So, I hope thousands of people listen to this. And I prophesy that thousands of people shall be saved through this in Jesus' name, in Yeshua's name. I'm excited. I'm excited for that. That was my first ever urging to, to, to give a prophecy. So, shall become true in Yeshua's name. But, um, thank God, actually, for that. That's interesting. But, yeah, if you're only interacting with yourself, per se, you're not going to be... You're not going to be exposed to what other people have to offer you. And other people can literally offer you a wake-up call. Like, someone, you might not realize something for six years if you didn't have that conversation with that person. Like, what? If you wouldn't have had this conversation with this person, you would not, might not have understood this. And if you're speaking with idle people, if you're speaking with people who live in mediocrity and choose not to seek the truth, now that's when you get into the, the power of life and death. There's also the power of death in the song, too. So when you're speaking around people who live idly, live in their own passions conform to the conform to the desires of this world now that's when death is literally being facilitated around so continue to and of course you can interact with any type of person don't get me wrong on that and i'm actually all for that i support that and i i'd say i even do that very often even but uh with that being said you always have to be being be true to yourself if you're being true to yourself even if you are conformed to the desires of this world guess what you're being true to yourself so if you're being true to yourself, you will continue to seek. You'll continue to seek after what this trueness is. You will seek after the truth. So the importance of communicating and the importance of interactions really comes down to the fact that you can't do it on your own, people. And that's the truth that God's getting at. You cannot do it on your own. You can't live this life in success on your own. No child is born into this earth on its own. A man doesn't create a child. A woman doesn't create a child. But God creates the child through a man and a woman being joined together. Not a man and a man. Not a woman and a woman. But a man and a woman. Oh, my. So, praise the Lord. It's, it's, and that's another great scripture. Where two or more are gathered in my name, I am there in the midst. So, God's literally present when two or more who are who are saved by Jesus, who believe, who Jesus has literally renewed their spirits. You've seen it with me. Sober one year, didn't do that. I mean, my actions, I've carried it out, but I did not do that on my own. I would not have been able to quit smoking on my own willpower. No. Of course, I still get temptations for mind alteration and all that kind of crap and different types of battles, but no. All this type of stuff, 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 all this type of stuff, all this different type of stuff going down. No, I could not have done this on my own. The Lord himself renewed Go, uh, I wish I knew Psalms 91, because this is a great one to, I wish I knew it offhand. Um, I pray God gives it to me in Jesus' name, if it's intended. So, that's what Jesus came to do. He came to do the Father's will, and he came to be the, he came so that you may have a relationship with the creator of this universe. And the importance of interaction is seeking out, is seeking out what another person is, 
and interacting with them on a level in which blessing and life is transmitted. Don't be speaking death over a situation. I, I did this today, like, um, my knee hurts. Like, no, don't even say that. I rebuke that in Jesus' name. Literally said, when you catch yourself doing stuff like this, ah, uh, my food's about to suck. Like, no, take authority over it. My food's about to be great. Even if the food comes out burnt, guess what? Send it back. I'm getting, I'm not stopping until I, I'm not stopping with this mediocrity. I'm not being content with mediocrity. Don't be content with mediocrity. So, shout out to my friend Nick Dolly quick. He's not content with mediocrity. He's, he keep, he's keeping going, he keeps going, and he keeps seeking the truth. So, praise God for him, actually. I praise God for my friends. Jeez. I praise God for anyone that's in my life, good and bad, because God would not have put me in the situation he did if he didn't know that things would continue to unfold for blessing. So continue to seek after interactions. Don't let your own thoughts and your own conceptions blind you or stop you from interacting with that person. You see a person at the gas station, you're kind of feeling talkative. Guess what? Give them a, give them a quick question. Ask them how their day is going. They're, they're most likely going to give you a one word, two word answer. Maybe someone will be more glad or more kind of pulled out of their comfort zone too and kind of lively and just kind of going with it. Then you can start up a whole interaction or compliment something they're wearing. Give them, give them a quick compliment. That's a great way to start up an interaction too. Oh, I like your ring. I like your, I like your shirt. I like your hair. Give a little quick compliment or something like, Oh, thank you for doing that. I appreciate that. People appreciate little things. And if they don't appreciate it, well, guess what? You sent that out there for them to receive the blessing. And if they don't receive the blessing, well, that's their choice. And that the situation will fizzle out as it, as it will. So, but there's no harm and there's no shame and giving someone a blessing through communication, because through communication is how God, God largely moves through our through our actions. And communication, that's a, that's a huge form of, of human action. I love the word interaction, because an interaction is something that a person carries out with, something, with someone else. An interaction, it's an action. It's a form of action. When you're speaking things, it's an action. You have to choose to speak. You have to continue to choose to prolong the conversation or continue the conversation. So I praise God for the hour or long conversation I had tonight with my friend. Thank God. But uh, continue to seek the truth. I take this side because it's like, whew, this is good stuff to get out there. It's good stuff to get out there. And I always have to battle against myself. That's that's the battle we're faced in here. And when you're interacting with someone else, it's, a, it's, a, it's an opportunity to see your life from a different lens, too. You're not just battling against yourself. You're interacting with a different person where you can share where you can share similar experiences. You can share experiences that you've never heard of. You can share blessings. You can share times when you were at a really low point in your life. You can share low times, good times, bad times. Like the diversity of interaction is also what makes it so beautiful. So and as the Lord God, the constructor of this entire universe himself said, When two or more are gathered in my name, I am there in the midst. Why? Because the power of interaction is literally godly. It is biblical. When two people who are believers are having interaction, God is there in the midst facilitating that interaction. And of course, Jesus who lives within even me or you or any one of his believers who truly believes in him, who lives within the person who has renewed the person's spirit, of course, he's there within you all the time. But there's something about a heightened presence of God that is present. A heightened presence of God that is present when two people who are believers are gathered in his name, are gathered there together. So I thank God that the blessing of interaction shall be seen. So, and it shall continue to be carried out. 
don't, like I said, don't let yourself be blinded. Don't let yourself stop or don't hesitate in interacting. When you think about interacting with someone, do it. What's the worst that can happen? They cannot like you. Okay, then you move on and don't see that person again for your whole day or maybe your whole week or whatever it may be, even if it's a coworker. And even if you don't like this coworker, maybe you're feeling like trying to be nice to them today. Oh, wait. Oh, well, they don't like, they don't like it. They reject it. Well, guess what? I'll be back again in another hour with another good thing to tell you. And you might not receive that one. Guess what? I'm here again tomorrow. I'm here with next week. We have blessings coming out of our mouths, folks. We're not speaking curses over people. We're not speaking division. We're speaking unity. We're speaking peace. And we're speaking almost more so than all of that. We're speaking triumph. We're speaking triumph and victory in Jesus' name. So there is power of life and death in the tongue. And I've catching myself slipping lately in, in what I'm speaking. Like, don't even be speaking this stuff out. And don't be trying to say this is manifestation either. This is not manifestation. This is God's system. This is God's system of ordinance. Worldly manifestation through demons compared to trusting in the creator of this universe, that ain't the same thing. And if you believe that, we're not the same. Don't think we're the same. We're not the same. And if you do believe that, I'm not trying to shame you. And I am actually grateful that you've listened up until this point. And I'm grateful to God that he's doing a great work in you. That which he has started in you, he will finish in Jesus' name. Shout out to... Another man who I've just met recently introduced myself to him. Who knows? Who knows what happens? I introduced myself to this man. Guess what? Guess what? I introduced myself to this man at this new little job I'm working. We had a three-hour conversation till two in the morning. In person, three-hour conversation after work till two in the morning. Praise the Lord. I mean, literally, the power of interaction. It's an inter because it's with, it's an engagement with multiple people. And it's an action. It's a form of action, folks. So, I wanted to finish saying that with the manifestation belief. If you believe that, or if you believe New Age stuff, or if you believe whatever, if you believe in crystals or any type of spiritual uh, thing that isn't with Jesus, guess what? I'm not here to cast shame on you. I'm not here to cast condemnation on you. And I'm not here to bring you doubt. I'm not here to bring you doubt. I'm here to bring you peace. And I'm here to show, I'm here to try to, not even show, I'm here to transmit the importance of interaction. I'm here to transmit the importance of the truth of God that can largely be flowed through interaction, folks. So I'm not condemning you, whatever you believe. I don't want you to believe what I believe because that's what makes you, you. And that's the wonderful part about being a, a human being on this earth. You are diverse, you're distinct, and you are blessed, my friend. You are blessed. Just for being you, you are blessed. But I do want to say this. Continue to seek the truth, whether you believe in manifestation or whether you believe in God, or whether your spirit has been likened to the image of our Lord Jesus, continue to seek the truth. Because as soon as you grow content with where you're at, that's when you stop growing. And when you stop growing, that's when things become dull. You become dull. Like the man who I had a conversation with at, uh, at this new job I started up for three hours. Mind you, three hours with a, a 55, 60-year-old man. Look what Jesus does. He bridges division. He bridges division. This is a 60-year-old man, not even close to my generation. What a blessing, though, and what a great man. So shout out to Crow in Jesus' name. Thank you, God, for him. I thank God for him, actually. But a uh, great blessing to me. And that's the scripture he said to me this past week, that the Lord will finish that work which he has started in you. He'll finish the work he started in you, people. You're not condemned here to die in Jesus' name. You aren't listening to this 40-ish minute, 35, 40-ish minute podcast because you're condemned to death. No, receive the life that is flowing out of the mouth of the Lord. Not me. I'm not acting like I'm God. I'm literally saying, go to God. Go to Jesus, folks. 
So, but whatever you believe, never grow content with just becoming dull. Don't become dull. As it says in the Bible, iron sharpens iron. Oh my gosh, this is perfect. This is perfect. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. As iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. The importance of interaction, the importance of communication. Iron sharpens iron. Did you know that? Iron actually sharpens iron. And as I've seen this pastor doing this great example of today, he was showing this 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 metal, this iron uh, axe. It was an axe that looked very dull. It looked very dull and rusty. Why? Because it was used for chopping wood. Wood doesn't sharpen iron, but iron sharpens iron. And the thing about iron is, is it's rough. It's a rough process. It's freaking, it's, it's, it's heat. It's inducing heat upon the iron. It's sharpening the iron with other iron, rubbing it intensely against it. Like it's, it's a rough process of sharpening iron. So one man sharpens another and communication isn't always easy. You see that person or you're in an interaction with a friend and you're withholding some truth. You're withholding some information that you think could help them just for their ego's sake or their emotion's sake. Guess what? Let it out there. Let it fly. Let it fly in Jesus' name. The best thing about it is they could put up, the, uh, not best thing, the worst thing that could happen is they could put up a wall and be defensive. Okay, guess what? That's still stepped in. And God will start that work which he has, God will finish that work which he has started in you. In Jesus' name, says the Lord. So iron sharpens iron, so as one man sharpens another. Because people sharpen people. Women sharpen women. Men sharpen men. Women sharpen men. Men sharpen women. It's, it's how it goes. People sharpen people. Just like iron sharpens iron, folks. So the importance of communication is literally, it's the importance of communication is growth. It's, it's growth. That's the significance. I meant to say significance, not importance. It's not me. Well, maybe I didn't. Maybe I said it. But I wanted to say significance. Now let's get back on track. I'm going to stop messing around after that. Significance. The, the significance of communication is growth. Because if you don't have communication and interaction, you're not going to have growth. Because this world isn't just a one-person world for you to live in and go around and be isolated and be a desolate human being scavenging around. No. This is a blessed world where the power of life and death is in the tongue. That's why it's so important to give out blessings to people. That's why it's so important to receive the blessing that God has given to you so you can transmit those blessings to others. Come to him and Lord Jesus. Say right now. God, I open my heart to you. I give myself open to you, God. I repent of my own ways. I acknowledge that I have gone against you and I have sinned truly. I repent of my own ways. I repent of my own lordship, God. I give my lordship to you in Jesus' name. I proclaim that I believe that Jesus is my Lord and Savior. I believe he died for me on the cross and resurrected from the dead after three days and overcame all sin and death so that I may be made a friend of God, an ally of God. In Jesus' name, I receive that Jesus, the almighty Savior of human beings, is my Lord. In Jesus' name, welcome to the kingdom of God. Welcome to the kingdom of the Lord. And within the kingdom of the Lord, as any kingdom is, there's different tasks to be completed. So don't pass up that next, that next time that you can have a great interaction with someone. Or even if you think it's not going to be a good interaction, don't let your, your doubts creep in. So... That's how the adversary works. That's how demons work. They, they try to stop things that God, they try to stop, they, they can't stop God. They try to stop people from doing things that God has sent the person to do. So don't let that happen. The power of life and death is in the tongue. So why would, why, why should you be your own Lord if the power of life is in your tongue? 
you can bring life to other people through our Lord just by speaking it out. Don't be giving death over people, speaking death, speaking idleness, speaking despair, or speaking lies. Don't be, speak, don't be speaking things that aren't true. So our world isn't just a one-person a, a one earth where, where there's seven billion people where everyone's being one person. And that's how we like to live. We live in an individualist society, putting a society out there on blast. No matter your way is is almost certainly not the right way. I know my way, Jed's way isn't the way. Don't follow me. He's saying, what are you making this 40-minute message for? Don't follow me, guys. I'm telling you, I know someone who can lead you. I can't lead you that way, but God can lead you. The Lord can lead you. The creator of this world can lead you. And as crazy as it sounds, we're not meant to to create ourselves. We don't create ourselves as we go. I saw this one bag, and I hated it. And I honestly, ha I have it still, actually. I think in my house, just holding some stuff. But I hate it. <laughs> I hate this bag. Freaking bag. <laughs> I'm going kick this bag. No. But uh, literally, though, it says, create yourself as you go. You don't create yourself, folks. The Lord creates you. You don't create yourself. No matter how many different hobbies, passions, derivatives of the world, you think you're making yourself into be something cool and special, that doesn't change the fact that God made you. You were knitted up in your mother's womb, folks. Your mom and your your mother and your father, whether you know them or you love them or you hate them or you don't have a relationship with them or your relationship is rocky or good, bad, whatever it may be, I'm here to tell you that the father, the producer of creation, wants a relationship with you, folks. It's, it's so, it sounds so insane, but it's the truest thing I've ever come to experience in my life. So... And there's only one way, because as Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. As my grandpa one, once said, these are people of the way. He was talking to me about people in the Bible, his followers of him, Simon, Peter, different disciples, John, different disciples of God. But now those who have the spirit of the Son of God, our Lord Jesus, we are literally people of the way. What a, what a cool phrase. I, my grandpa said that to me. I was like, wow, that's a really cool phrase. So God bless you guys in Jesus' name. And don't, and as my grandpa also said to you, I mean, don't forsake. Oh, my gosh, this one convicts me. I actually don't even like this statement. It was so true. You know how the truth is. Truth hurts. Cliche statement, but it's true. The truth hurts. Oh, my. Oh, my. Oh, I'm going to have to get this out, I guess. I'm, I'm kind of forgetting it. That's why I'm delaying right now, so I apologize. But, uh, oh, he said, don't forsake your own people. Don't forsake your own people. Don't forsake the followers of the Lord Jesus. Don't forsake the people who, who lead the way to truth. So don't forsake your people, guys, your family, your friends. Don't forsake those who you love. Don't forsake those who you care about. You might care about a gas station worker. You might care about someone walking on the side of the street. You might care about a drug addict. Guess what? Who the Jesus sets free is free indeed. You're free indeed forever. This is not a joke. This is not a game. This is no bondage point. You can you can choose to go back into sin once you're saved. Yeah, that's a choice. But you're still going to know what's wrong. And you're not going to be able to change the fact that you've been able to receive the spirit of Jesus within you. So God bless you guys. Don't forsake interaction just because of doubt. The importance of communication is literally this scripture. So as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. People sharpen people, my folks. Continue to be sharpened by the way of the Lord. In Jesus' name, I pray this over you. And I pray this blesses you, your family, and any one of those who you desire to see to come to the truth. 
In Jesus' name, I pray a blessing over all people, all the Lord's people. Welcome to the kingdom of God, my friends. Welcome to him. Because everyone listening to this is going to be saved. This is in Yeshua's name. This is no joke. So I'll close on that. So as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. People sharpen people, my folks. God bless you all in Yeshua's name.